yes, we have returned to the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. That is right. We are back at our normal location for another edition of MLB Morning Coffee. Hello to you and yours. This is Greg Mraz. A pleasure to be back on my normal recording equipment, looking out my window at Ocean Avenue, the sun over Mount Davidson, and all the beautiful things of San Francisco. It is good to be home. It is good to be back on a regular recording schedule. Housekeeping items. Write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. They help out our metrics tremendously. Thanks to everybody who is a supporter of the show. We could not continue to do this without your unwavering support. We are going to get back into what the original premise of this show was when I started it, and that is a baseball daily recap. And we'll start doing those once the season actually gets underway. But today, I wanted to, and granted, you might think that a lot of these episodes are starting to sound the same, but I wanted to point to a couple of cases in other sports that are giving us a really good signal for why Major League Baseball should not come back this year. As somebody that worked in minor league baseball for five years and somebody that needs sports in order to maintain an economic livelihood, I am all on the economic side of bringing sports back. But as someone who is immunocompromised, as somebody that is deemed as high risk, and for those of you that don't know me or don't know what I look like, I will tell you that I am a bald man at the age of 27. I have been bald with the exception of one year in high school where my hair somewhat grew back. I've been bald since the age of 11, and that's because of a disease I have called alopecia, which is an autoimmune hair loss disorder. Now, I'm not going to get into what alopecia does or does not do, but basically it is a disease where my immune system killed my hair follicles, which means that my immune system doesn't necessarily work the same way as a normal person's does. Now, funny enough, I have not had the common flu since before I was diagnosed with alopecia, at least for as long as I can remember. I don't think I've actually had the flu since I was 10 years old and I was diagnosed with alopecia at age 11. So, That's a weird anomaly, which might mean that my immune system could work a little bit differently, either in a good or a bad way. I'm not necessarily sure. But in any event, I have to be extremely careful when it comes to COVID-19. When I was on my road trip, I won't say which state specifically, but there were certain states that were taking it very seriously. And there were certain states that were not, and that there were no mask orders in place, and people were just flailing along all willy-nilly. And I wanted to think that when we had the news of baseball officially coming back and that they're going to do spring training in their home ballparks and staying out of hot spots like Florida and Arizona and Texas, although the teams that already play there are going to have to deal with those areas too. And I just also wanted to spell the rumor out there, yes, I am a Californian and I have praised California for what they have done. But Southern California has not done a very good job right now, and their cases are spiking. So you have teams that are going to be going into high-risk areas. The Rangers, the Astros, the Marlins, the Rays, the Diamondbacks, the Padres, the Angels, and the Dodgers. 
you've got nearly a third of your teams that are going into areas that are hot spots. When you look at the other teams that are going to be playing those teams and traveling to them, you've got teams in the AL East, AL West, NL West, and NL East. So the opposite teams in those divisions are all going to have to go down and play there. Basically, the only division at this point that is effectively immune from the hot spots are the central divisions. And some people may argue, well, Cook County and Illinois, where the Cubs and the White Sox play, that's still a relative hot spot, although that's gotten a lot better. But Southern California, Arizona, Texas, and Florida are all really, really bad right now. So there is already a lot of risk involved in having teams get on planes, stay in hotels, and not be contained to a bubble environment. Because when you look at the bubbles that the NBA and the MLS are doing, you basically say you're taking variables out of play when you're putting teams into a bubble. That was the whole point of the bubble. So already, you look at it from that purview, and you say, well, Major League Baseball is bringing a whole lot of other variables into play. So their plan doesn't have nearly the same chance of working as the NBA or the MLS. Now, we haven't talked about the MLS yet, but we're going to do so today because it pretty much came clear to me when I saw this news yesterday that we have to put all of this, all of this, to a screeching halt. FC Dallas of the MLS was totally clean when they went into their bubble in Orlando. When they all got tested in Dallas before they went to Florida, it was all negative. And when they tested once they got into the bubble, two players tested positive on Tuesday and four more players tested positive on Wednesday, which means... The bubble didn't work. You had six players test positive after they got inside the bubble. And the NBA has already had 25 total players test positive for COVID-19 since they started retesting prior to them making the journey to Orlando for their bubble. Nine more positive tests as reported earlier this morning by Brian Windhorst of ESPN.com. Nine of the total 351 tests were announced today as positive. They had 16 players that tested positive last week. So all these tests were confirmed in the period of the 24th to the 29th of June. So if you can't have a bubble that is clean and contained, how do you expect Major League Baseball to keep everybody safe and to prevent a spread when you are putting all of these variables into play? I've been listening to a lot of different people make comments on this. You, in my opinion, cannot safely play at all. So when I see people getting excited about Major League Baseball coming back, no, I can't get excited about this. There's no reason for me to be excited when I keep seeing all these positive tests happen and all of these hot spots continue to affect the livelihoods of people outside the game of baseball. I am absolutely floored that Major League Baseball 
just continues to press on and think that they can just play this season with however many COVID-19 tests end up happening and that we'll just continue to add more players and add more players until we can get a completion of a season. It is not a good idea to play Major League Baseball this season. And if you are in support of a Major League Baseball season at this point, in my opinion, look at yourself and look at whether or not it is better for you to be entertained or for people to be healthy. Now, somebody brought this up yesterday on a radio show, and I definitely think that this is something that is worth examining. How many pro athletes have died from COVID-19? The answer is zero. So far, since the pandemic hit, no professional athletes have died. But it is that figure alone that is giving these sports commissioners the excuse that, oh, hey, we can do this anyway, because these guys are going to be fine. They'll get COVID-19, and they'll be fine. Well, guess what? We have over 130,000 deaths in the United States from COVID-19. What is it going to take for these leagues to say this is not a good idea? We have long surpassed the point to where we can say this only affects old people. It is affecting people age 30 and below in rates that you have not seen. And you're seeing these people down in Alabama that are having these COVID-19 parties because they want to be able to get exposed to it for money? Like, what are we doing here? We're four months into this thing. Are we that stupid? Are we that stupid? My answer is yes. We are that effing stupid. And if you are excited about Major League Baseball coming back in this environment, then I don't know what to say to you at this point. Look at what has happened with the MLS. Look at what just happened with the NBA. And now look at the NHL. And the reason I bring up the NHL is... Because this is, at least in the terms of sports, an American problem. COVID-19 in the world of athletics is an American problem. Look at Korea. They're playing baseball. Look at Germany. Look at Spain. Look at Italy, who was as bad as anybody during the first part of the pandemic. They're playing soccer. They are playing sports in Europe. And the KBO is going to start to bring fans back in. This is an American problem because our country epically failed COVID-19. And if you somehow disagree with that, I'll have an answer for you. It's just not going to be very kind. And I will let you know that I actually recorded something else in this space But then I realized that it was probably a little bit too mean, and so I erased it and re-recorded part of it. Because, quite frankly, I didn't want to swear at people that disagree with my opinions. And you know what? That's fine. We'll try and be as calm about this as possible. But back to my point about the NHL. The NHL had a plan for two hub cities in order to complete their season. As of last week, there were six cities that were still in the running for these two hub city sites. And yesterday, the NHL decided 
that the two Canadian cities that were left on this list, the final four, were Chicago, Las Vegas, Edmonton, and Toronto. They wanted Vegas, and they wanted Toronto. Or they wanted Edmonton, and they wanted Chicago. Either way, you had two eastern cities, Toronto, Chicago, two western cities, Edmonton, Las Vegas. And the NHL looked at how the United States had responded to COVID-19, and they basically said, you know what? If we want our season to be dead on arrival, we're going to have one of these hub cities in the United States, or both of them. If we want to be able to complete the season, then let's go to Canada, who's got a lower case rate by far than the United States. Does that not signal to you that this is an American problem? They had two cities, Las Vegas and Chicago, that had the infrastructure to be able to host half of the NHL in each of those cities. And they chose not to stay in the United States. There was an article that was put out last week about how the NBA bubble should go to Australia because they have the infrastructure and they have COVID-19 under control. I am bringing up all these other sports because Major League Baseball has so many variables that are going to come into play because of how they are structuring their season. What is it going to take for MLB to realize that this is a bad idea? And I guarantee you, I am not the only person that feels this way. Now, I want to play a cut for you from Sean Doolittle of the Washington Nationals, who spoke with Nationals media outside of Nationals Park before they started their workouts yesterday. And let's see if you can gain an understanding about whether or not Sean Doolittle is actually excited to play Major League Baseball this season. Uh, not, you know what? Not entirely. I'm very much leaning, I'm here, so I'm very much leaning towards playing. I, like, and, th- and that's the way, that's the way that I prepared um, mentally and physically uh, during the break. My wife and I, we think we came up with a plan for her to stay with some family uh, in the area so that she's relatively close if anything should happen. Um, at least she won't be, you know, halfway across the country. Um, but, you know, these are the conversations that a lot of players have been having with their families and, 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 and trying to figure out if there's a way uh, where they can make it work for them and, and come to peace with it. Um, so I think that that's where we're at now. Um, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good about going into it, uh, I think, as far as it uh, concerns uh, me and my wife. Yeah, I'm not necessarily so sure that he is excited to be a part of Major League Baseball this year. He said he wants to keep his wife in as secure location as possible. He understands the risk involved, but he is effectively taking the punch of COVID-19. We are just days away from teams actually getting workouts underway and about three weeks away from what opening day is supposed to be, July 24th. I can't understand why people are looking at these numbers across these different places because think about it. In a Major League Baseball clubhouse that is indoors, secure, closed quarters, when you have expanded rosters, it is going to be very difficult to socially distance. Because let's say, for instance, that 
I'm just going to put this example out there. The Arizona Diamondbacks are playing a three-game series at home against the Los Angeles Dodgers and then a three-game series on the road at the San Diego Padres. So let's say somebody on the Diamondbacks gets sick. Oh, and by the way, the Dodgers in this scenario are then flying to San Francisco to play the Giants. So let's say that somebody on the Diamondbacks contracts COVID-19 and it spreads to within their clubhouse and they don't have the test results back until a couple days after because the incubation period, you're not going to get an immediate test right away. You could test positive one day, or sorry, you could test negative one day, still have the virus, play a game, test again the next day, test negative, play a game, then test again the next day and test positive. That is the issue with COVID-19. We don't know when we're going to be able to get the most accurate test for people. You could still have the virus and be able to spread it. So the Diamondbacks play the Dodgers. Somebody on the Diamondbacks gets it. And the way that the math goes, per what a lot of expert epidemiologists are saying, that goes from one to three people, how it exponentially grows. One to three, three to nine, nine to 27. It goes on and on and on. So in this scenario, we've got the Diamondbacks playing the Dodgers, and then they're flying to San Diego to play the Padres. And then the Dodgers are flying to San Francisco to play the Giants. And you could keep going on this web, but here's my point. Let's say the Diamondbacks have some spread, and they go out on the field, and they play the Dodgers. Then the Dodgers have some spread. So then the Dodgers go to San Francisco, and now they've got COVID-19 on their team, and they're spreading it to the Giants. And then the Diamondbacks, who already had COVID-19, are going to San Diego, and they're spreading it to the Padres. And then wherever the Padres go next, or the Dodgers go next, or the Giants go next, and it continues to spread and spread and spread. That is how we've gotten to this point in this country. That is how single cases in the state of Washington and the state of California made this into a nationwide problem. You look at the way that travel goes in Major League Baseball and you compare it to how the virus traveled across the country. This is how we got to this point. You are literally looking at baseball's version of how you could create a pandemic within the pandemic, a pandemic within baseball. And do you shut it down? By the way, it has fully taken me, going back to our point about zero deaths of pro athletes, in my opinion, it is going to take somebody dying for them to say, nah, uh, you know, uh, I don't think this was such a good idea. Die! I mean, come on, people. Where do we draw the line? This is why I can't get excited about baseball. You have the potential for a super spread within a league. And if you don't have a bubble environment, you are taking into account hotel workers, restaurant workers, transportation officials, airport officials, anybody that comes into contact with these people, they might catch the virus and then spread it to their families or vice versa. People that work in these industries that have the virus and don't know it could spread it to Major League Baseball players. That's the problem. We don't have this under control. 
if we had had it under control as a country from the start, then maybe we wouldn't be talking about this. But you're looking at all of the issues that you have within a bubble, which, by the way, it's not really a bubble because, at least in Disney World, not everybody is living in the Disney campus. Oh, and by the way, they are not paying, Disney, that is, is not paying for their employees to get tested, which to me is just undeniably criminal. I don't understand how you can put this show on and not test your employees. It is absolutely insanely criminal to me, but you know what? I'm just some guy that's doing a podcast and not the guy making the decisions, nor the guy that has the money to make the decisions. So, you know, my point may not be necessarily taken very seriously, but I will say that I think I'm right, and I know I'm right, and I don't think Major League Baseball should play this year because the risks are too damn high. And when you look at the fact that the MLS has had players test positive inside the bubble and that the NBA is having players test positive before they go into this so-called bubble and that the NHL decided we're not even going to do this in the United States, we're going to Canada, what does that tell you? To me, it says that the United States of America, and say whatever you want about the president or the governors of certain states or how each state has handled COVID-19, which, by the way, the state of Florida and the state of Arizona, and, and I'll throw Texas in there as well, you all have epically failed as well. And you know it. You have epically failed your states. My whole point is this. The United States of America does not deserve to have pro sports yet. We don't deserve to have this yet. And if we plow on, then we are putting people at risk of dying. And it is not worth it for a bastardized 60-game baseball season. I love baseball, and we'll continue to talk about baseball on this show. But if COVID-19 is a more important storyline than what Mike Trout did against the Padres or the Mariners, then we're going to talk about that. Because that is more important than sports at this point. The lack of perspective that Major League Baseball has on this whole thing and the fact that they couldn't just shut it down. And by the way, we're going to do an episode tomorrow about the minor league season being canceled. Major League Baseball should have canceled the minor league season back in April when they know they couldn't have brought fans into the ballpark. And you're making teams drain your reserves in order to effectively hostily take over minor league baseball's operations going into 2021. It's all bad. I cannot sit here and say that it is a good idea to have Major League Baseball in 2020. It is not. It is an epically bad idea. And if you can't get that through your head, and you can't understand that the health and safety of the people involved in these operations is more important than playing a bastardized 60-game baseball season, then I can't help you. And you are too freaking selfish to understand what is actually important here. I love sports, and sports are my livelihood, both for my mental health 
and for my economic being. But I will fully accept being able to work somewhere else and do something else with my life to sustain economically until it is safe for sports to return. I think we've all gained the perspective that sports, in the grand scheme of things, are not that important. They are a unifier of people, but we cannot be unified until we are safe and healthy. And to me, that is the most important thing that is being ignored by pretty much every commissioner in professional sports. This has been another edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. We will catch you in the AM. It is good to be back home in San Francisco. Francisco!